What Guan brothers and sisters out there, man? It's your boy Captain Smoke, man. We're here with another episode of the Higher Learning Podcast, man. And uh, you know, I'm really happy about this one. Uh, you know, I saw some things. Obviously, we've all seen things in the world that uh, you know, as black people, that are really just discouraging and disheartening. But for me, you know, when I hear something from a racist or all lives matter type person. I expect that, you know, it doesn't phase me. I expect that I've been seeing that my whole life. But when I see black men and women tearing at each other's throats, it never ceases to hurt me because we're all we got out here. So what I wanted to do with my platform is uh, try to heal those bonds a little bit, bring black men and women together in a loving and healing environment and just, you know, having a discussion, having discussions. How can we improve upon, you know, how can we be better for each other and how can we um you know push our community forward and how can we unify because obviously we have an entire conglomerate of people out there that are against us and just want us dead just because we are who we are so um yeah i invited some uh wonderful ladies onto my podcast uh from uh from facebook uh who have been out here you know out here in these social media streets really you know having discussions because it's one thing they just you know put out the topic but it's another thing to intelligently discuss it and, and and provide research and provide points so um i extended this invite to a lot of people um and for this first installment i was able to get two people uh with more that want to come on afterwards so if you weren't able to make it on this episode don't don't worry we'll definitely have more to come and also we need you in the comment section you know you don't have to necessarily be on the pod you know speaking uh to to push a conversation forward you know you can always comment down below um on youtube or, or the higher learning facebook on uh the higher learning facebook page um etc cetera, etc cetera. so uh, without further ado guys i want to get straight into this episode um we cover a lot of great topics and uh you can you can see as the episode you know it starts off really like with our hearts being really heavy about what we've experienced and what we've been seeing and then just as we're able to express it and get it off our chest like Oh, man, I can't describe the feeling, but it, it was just such a great feeling. Uh, thank you to the ladies that uh, thank you to the ladies for coming onto the podcast and just, you know, sharing your energy and your time and your your wisdom with me. And um, for those of you that weren't able to make it, um, I hope everything's OK. Um, and, you know, because, uh, yeah, I hope everything we have somebody that was supposed to be here that had some family troubles and wasn't able to make it. So I'm not sure what that situation is, but I, uh, you know, inner sending energy to you and your family and hope everything's good. So without further ado, thank you for tuning in to the Higher Learning Podcast. that they have to wear a mask outside like these are my rights these are my rights like it's like what like but that's a different discussion that's a totally different discussion having these conversations with and i don't feel guilty at all for having these conversations with uh making people uncomfortable or any of that stuff anymore in the beginning i definitely felt like eh, not anymore. I don't. Not anymore. And, 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 you know, really, why should we? It's like, uh, I feel like um, 
especially like uh, you know, our grandparents, for example, they were more along that lines of just like, you know, don't make white people uncomfortable and it'll make your life easier. And I mean, that they're not wrong, but it's like that's not like we not going for all that because it's just like. You can watch this cop kneel on this dude's neck for eight or nine minutes, whatever, eight minutes, 46. Like you can watch that on, you know, like mm-hmm. so how can you think you know oh well maybe if i cut my hair he'll you know see me as less of a threat or maybe if i you know comply this man's on the ground handcuffed like how am i resisting you know other than i'm trying to breathe and then so it's like so at what point do we have the right to defend ourselves against police who are just obviously trying to murder us right so it's just like it it, you know it's stressful just going out um you know because it's like shit you get pulled over that's a life and death situation even if you didn't do anything mm. wrong you know mm. it's like for sure and then it's like it, it doesn't matter if you're male or female i mean uh i can't remember exactly when but uh there was a video going around on facebook where there was like a, a car there were two cars the car in front had uh like two white kids in it or something and then the car behind it had like uh, a young black man and a young black woman. I, I don't know if you've seen that one. And they, they like, you oh, know, yeah, that was in, that was in Atlanta, Atlanta. Okay. Okay. So, you know what I'm talking about when they, you know, there's clearly a car here breaking the same curfew that y'all are saying the black kids are breaking, but they're breaking their windows and like dragging them out of the cars. And, you know, so, yes. so when we get into the topic of like, you know, protecting black women, it's like, as a man, it's like, wow, what if I'm with, you know, a young lady and we get pulled over and, I'm on the ground with three cops on my neck and they beating her or pulling her off. Like, what am I supposed to do but resist and try to help or You know, and then I get mm-hmm. killed. And then, you know, if she survives, she's scarred for life. You know, like, why? For what? Like, I haven't done nothing mm-hmm. wrong, but because I fit a description or because, you know, they're scared for their life when they pull me over. You know, it's like it's crazy that we have to, you know, deal with that for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, and when like when people when the the post the original post said something about like protecting black women don't feel protected by black men, I I can't remember the exact wording. And when people were like so offended, like it it was offended that they were offended because it's like you are mad at the fact that somebody doesn't feel protected by you and instead of like saying, damn, like, what can I do? Or why did you feel that way? Like y'all, well not y'all, but instantly, people instantly were like, y'all are lying. Like y'all bitches are mad because the relationship didn't work out. Or like, no, it's so much deeper than that. And I'm not asking, I mean, in the word protect, like we're not saying like, I need you to go out and fight these men for us, like, no. Like people want to feel like, well, we have your back and your love. That's the, the kind of protection that they're mentioning over and over again. And I think like the first thing they think about is fighting yep. or, or dying in a gunfight or something. Cause yeah, yeah, that's not what people are saying. Right. And uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because uh, honestly, to I'll be completely honest. Like uh, I was hurt, like, not so much because I felt like offended that they would say that, but I just felt hurt that so many women just felt like that. Like, because, you know, because 
it just read like, okay, so y'all are feeling the same fear that I feel, you know, like I was just talking about getting pulled over. And it's like, you know, as a man, you know, and we, you know, we can get into gender roles later, but you know, you, you know, that's one thing that you would want to be able to do. Well, two things you want to be able to at least provide and protect your woman and the women in your life or around you or in general, you know, so it's just like to feel like so many women felt that way. It's just hurtful. And that's why I felt like when people feel hurt and personally attacked, sometimes are like, uh, a reflex is to like lash out in the opposite direction. And that's what you were saying. Like some guys were saying, Oh, you're hurt. Cause of, you know, trying to like minimize or deflect, deflect you know? And I was like, are y'all slow or y'all just like doing everything in your power to like jab at the real problem? I, I still really can't necessarily figure that out. Like if y'all just are willfully blind or you just really don't understand when the people who were saying it, I, I still really don't know. Well, because honestly, for, from a male perspective, for me, what it, uh, you know, it's about self-reflection, uh, you know, because when you, you know, the reason it hurt is because it's just like, I would, you know, even though I'm single right now, I would want my woman to feel protected. Or I would want my, you know, I would want to be able to provide for my woman. Otherwise I would feel like less of a man. And so I think that like, and in, in, instead of just facing that and like, you know, realizing you have work to do, some people just decide to, you know, try to, like you said, deflect it. And uh, that's really counterproductive, which is why I wanted to do this today. Like, you know, get black women in here to say like, OK, um, I'm not afraid to admit like I want to learn like how to make you feel more loved or protected. I don't think men should be embarrassed about admitting that because like, you know, I saw something or read something. I can't remember where, but I, actually, I think I was watching a documentary or something that said uh, there were like 75% of black homes grow up without a father or whatever. So we don't really, a lot of us don't really get to see a functional relationship and how that's supposed mm -hmm. to work. So it's like, it's not really our fault and it's not really something we should be embarrassed about that we need to learn more. So, you know, I felt like yeah. the best way to do that is just go directly to the source and talk to black women. And of course I, you know, talked to my mom about it and she, you know, told me the same thing like you know uh it's not always about just physical protection and you know a lot of the re relationship she was in she didn't feel protected and that actually shocked me because I never like known her to date like a you know because when I think of that I think of like bad guys like predator type dudes and you know I never like judged any of those men she was with to be predators but you know she didn't feel protected and she just explained to me how like protection goes so much deeper and you said the same thing so I'm not going to like reiterate but uh, I just think it's important for men to really just listen to women sometimes and you know just learn the thing or two and just you know I don't think it's a bad thing to want to be better you know mm -hmm. yeah I can definitely learn you know things I'm not like just, oh, don't teach me anything like I don't know I know I don't have all the answers and, you know, that's what uh, was it uh, Aristotle that said a wise, a wise man. Well, a wise person uh, only knows that they know nothing. So you're on the right track there. So, so what do you want to talk about? Oh, I, that's funny. I was just about to ask you, like, because uh, I have like a little uh, not really like a. Sheet. Yeah. You know, I have like a little, <laughs> you know, some things I didn't want to forget to, you know, just say or, or you know, just kind of questions to ask you, you know, throw to the women so I can kind of get y'all's perspective on that. But um, I was just going to ask you, is there anything you wanted to, uh, you know, make sure we we uh, cover once the other girls get here? Um, not necessarily. When you talked about gender roles, I really 
think that's an important conversation. For sure. I'm going to go ahead sure. and add that one in. I don't know. How do, I don't, should we throw feminism in there? Is that too much for one episode? No, we can talk about that. And like, should black women, and I, my question is like, should black women have their own feminist movement? Like, because, like, or, you know, but that we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Huh. I don't, I don't necessarily like believe in feminism. Like, I'm not a feminist. I will never, ever call myself a feminist. Right. And the reason I feel like you wouldn't particularly is because of like, the amount of people like the type of people that are all thrown together in a box like Mm -hmm. because if you like if the definition of feminism is just equality for men and women so i would technically be a feminist like you know because i wouldn't want you know my mom to receive anything less than some man just because he's a man you know what i'm saying or any other woman for that matter so technically that makes me a feminist but Uh so many people have came in and, and put all this like shit in there that you know Basically, I think a woman feminist and a man feminist are just so different. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay, go into that. Like a, a female feminist to me is like, like I can smack some dude and get all in his face, but the moment this nigga smacks me back, yeah, as a feminist, <laughs> I'm like, oh, but I'm a woman, and right. like I'm not with the shit. Like I'm not with that at all. Like. You can't, and to me, like, that that seems to be, like, the only gear when it comes to, like, feminism. It's like, I, I want to be able to do what the men do and say what the men say, and participate, but not receive the consequences of, and that's not it. Like, that, that's not going to ever work for me. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was saying. Like, uh, I guess uh, you put that a lot better. Um, but there's a lot of people like that polluting what's called feminism. So, like anybody that's not for feminism, I guess you could say, could like just point to that and be like, "Oh, well, look at what." Fe-. So they're basically polluting the general idea of just equality for men and women. It's like it's so simple, but people calling themselves like I feel like they do that with Black Lives Matter too. Like. My and and that we got to get to that because uh, that's a we have that's to get a, to Black Lives Matter versus LGBTQ oh, putting Lord. it together. Oh that. Lord! Oh Lord! Okay, yeah, because <laughs> that down. The way I like to like the the question like the way I like to look at it is like okay, Black Lives Matter the statement versus like this so called movement that like mm-hmm. the uh, like alt right or the right would like to. And I, I hate saying like outright or right or left because then it makes you seem like you're on one side or another. And I'm like, right. fuck that whole bird. You know what I'm saying? Like, get right. that shit out of here. Like, y'all, like, none of that's like for none of us. Like, we need our own right. Wakanda party or something. Like, start this shit over. Like, for real. Like, we burn all of it down. Like, let's rebuild it, all of that kind of stuff. But it's just like, I hate when, like, just because I'm saying, hey, my life matter or your life, like, your lives matter as black people. Why is it that people have to say, oh, well, look at Black Lives Matter over here doing this. And I'm like, well, who are these people? All I'm saying is, hey, this cop shouldn't have like kneeled on George Floyd's neck for the amount of time that he did to kill him. Like, that's ridiculous. And to counteract that, they have nothing to say about that. They want to just say, oh, well, look at Black Lives Matter. Like, you know, they show you the screenshot of black people being angry and they that's Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Completely missing the entire point of what we're saying. And so it's like, yeah. 
at this point, it's like I really don't even want to talk to those people about it because it's like if you don't understand what we're saying at this point, it's like you you don't want to get it. And so that makes you who you right are. Now. You know what I mean? So it's just like, let's just talk to each other and figure out how we can come together. Like, forget all of them extra, you know, outside people and, you know. Oh, yeah. We can talk about black on black crime versus. Oh, God. Oh, my Lord. Yes, hey, that's please, important. I would say don't get me started on that, but if you want to get me started, we can cuz I'll bring up like World War God. 1, World War 2. Like I'm like an expert on white on white crime. Like we could Oh my. God. God. Hey, hey, throw me that. Yeah, throw me that alley. Throw me that alley. Cuz that I so sick of even our own people saying shit like let's talk Bro. about this. Like stop it. Stop but you know what it's important that we have these conversations because i had to explain okay. i had to explain <laughs> that to my grandmother believe it or not and i'm looking at her like yeah. you were in like you were in this well not in i don't i'm not gonna say she was in the civil rights movie but she grew up during the time when there you know jim crow I asked her about like colored if, if she ever experienced colored water fountains and white water you know all of that kind of stuff but yeah the way they the way they paint us out to be is is crazy and it's like too many of us feed into it um we do need to we do need to you know control our own communities and value our own lives more for sure but my whole point is that's not an argument to why you know somebody that's supposed to be enforcing the law is you know breaking the law and not being punished for right. it. Like that that makes no sense right. how that's an argument for people i don't <laughs> get that not it's like, stressful like murder is inevitable like it's inevitable and if i am a person who commits murders I'm more likely to commit murders in my community. Oh my lord, my talk about it. Please talk like, about it. What are you saying? Like black on black crime, like white on white crime. Are they calling it white on white crime? But that's my point. Like taking out million dollar policies for a man and like a month later he dies. Like nobody is saying anything about nobody uses the term white on white crime. They say Kind of passion or oh man but here's love but, triangle but look check this out though they got a whole white on white crime channel called the id channel Oxygen where they and all that shit. bro snapped uh, <laughs> oh, uh yeah. devil among us like all this is is white on white crime that's all like literally oh timmy all got pissed and stabbed six people and you know and they're just trying to justify it for an hour but meanwhile you know when a drug dealer robs another drug dealer to, you know, get free drugs and money, you can't understand that. It's just, you know, black, not saying what? it's right, but I'm just saying what it's just like black on black crime, right. the savages. I didn't, but y'all I didn't walk into a school. Because he was black. That's the difference. Like, I didn't kill this black man because he was black. Exactly. This he, white man killed this black man because he was black. It, that is the difference. Stop like, this shit. Like, dude killed like you know like you said this black man killed this black man because he had the bricks and he wanted to come up it's not right but it makes sense not it really doesn't make and sense but it's understandable yeah it's not right nobody is just and those people go to they, fucking jail they go to jail or time. die <laughs> they literally go to jail or die like every fucking time a painful not, death trust me the hood when the hood finds out the person did it everybody finds out the person did it and they're going to fucking jail Almost every single time. Or dying. So, <laughs> right. Or dying. You know, like, and, so why are we even, like, comparing orange and a- oranges and apples? That's dumb. And, and and the bad part about it is, like, they can't understand retaliation, but they want to teach you about the Hatfields and McCoys in school. 
where Dang. where some <laughs> where somebody stole a pig and now it's a generational war between two families white on white crime nonetheless you know but but oh but that we need to learn about that one though you know a blood food over a damn hog but you can't understand you know people you know so hmm. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We just need to like exclude those people from conversations in general, though, because it's just like they are who they are at this point. I mean, yeah, of course, there's those allies. people are black people too. Those get them out of here. Too. Get them out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm on like a blocking rampage. I'm like that, 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 and I'm like, I'm like, do I tell this person or do I block this person? But like, where I am mentally right now, I have to block this person because it's like. Mm, I'm not going to keep explaining all this shit to you. You are my age. You're in your 20s. You have access to all of these things just like I do. And at this point, like, you want to type as fast as I can so you can read me instead of, like, really actually learning. You're actually just trying to beat me to the punch insult me insult my intelligence and like be more petty like, like you said on right, that one be post more that you petty made. instead of and just, that's sad that's really sad we having the conversation let's have a conversation if you want to let's do it yeah that's i think that's sad and uh and i really uh like that post which i think that might have been the post that i was like yeah i need you i need you on my pod to talk because like i yeah. agree and like um you know it I agree. And um, we definitely need this. And I just feel like I'm hoping that um, and I and I want to backtrack a little bit on something I said about getting black people out of here, because I think the point of this is to really bring them into understand, like, you know, getting us all together. So I don't want to, like, cast off any of our people or anything like that. And I'm hoping that us expressing these points will kind of, you know, open their eyes or their minds or hearts or whatever to some of the things we're we're, we're saying. But um I think we need to uh, focus on unifying like like-minded people like us together and pushing our community forward in any way we can, instead of just hoping it gets better or whatever, or, you know, so whatever, you know, so that's where I'm at with it. Um, but at the same time, our tolerance for those people, you know, we're not going to cater to, you know, somebody that's just refusing to get the simple points. And it's just like, especially if it's a black right. person, you expect them to kind of, you know, come into come into the conversation with an understanding of what it's like a general understanding of what it's like to be black in America. Right. Like the one, one post was about the, the young lady, the activist who was murdered by a black guy. I forget her name. I, I said it, but I forgot it before. Was and that, the reason I don't know her name is because they found the guy the next fucking day. That is the difference between black on black crime, black on black crime and these fucking police brutality cases i can't even get her name out because by the time i found out who the fuck she was the guy he was, was under the jail arrested. yeah he's under the jail yes. so like let's stop that shit like we're not we don't have the power to shoot people up with morals and values to be like hey no more this and no more that what we can do is is have the control in the after effects right so in the after effects and somebody does something wrong they need to be penalized. They need to be punished. I'm, I'm, I'm no fucking like ghost or whatever. I can't go in people's bodies and fucking control their their body and make them do right from wrong. Right. So that's a stupid point to say something about black on black crime. The 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 deed has already happened. 
So what we can do now is make sure that person goes to jail. And and my point to like people like that, when I do feel like I have the time to respond and like the energy and the stress level to respond, I let them know like, okay, so you're telling me that police can't operate under certain rules of engagement. Right. But any soldier, like, for example, my grandfather was in Vietnam. So, you know, in war, they have something called a Geneva Convention, which protects, you know, soldiers or whatever. So a guy could be on a machine gun killing your whole platoon. But as soon as he surrenders, if you kill him, you're going to the brig for murder, even though he just slaughtered your whole platoon. Now, granted, wow, they may not report you, but that's, you know, it. that's, you know, if you kill a prisoner of war, you know, that's surrendered by the G- Geneva Convention, you're supposed to, you know, you go to the brig. It's a lot of our soldiers rotting in the brig for, you know, killing people uh, that were unarmed or whatever. And even if they were terrorist or whoever, whatever label you want to put on them because they were unarmed and not posing a threat to you and you killed them, that's murder. So how is it that yeah. that's, you know, how is that a, the case on foreign soil, but here on our own country who they're fighting for, who you were mad at Kaepernick for kneeling for, cause you said they were disrespecting your soldiers. Like, but the police can kill citizens without, you know, the same consequences. Yes. And then the thing is like, you go to a foreign country, you kill somebody, you're going to jail for the rest of your fucking life within an hour. Yeah. Within an hour, you're going to jail. So you come over here, you know, you kill a citizen, like a regular citizen, down in a different country. You kill a citizen, you're going to jail within an hour for the rest of your fucking life. You come over here, kill a citizen. It's like, what the fuck? Like, these are your own people, your own individuals. Why? Is that so inconceivable? Like, you don't conceive that in your head that this is just 10 times worse. Like, these are the people, your next door neighbors. You're literally supposed to be like your family. And these are the same people who say, who are mad at Colin Kaepernick for kneeling. There's a girl who has been missing for almost three months who are saying stuff like, oh, you can't fucking kneel. That's disrespectful to the flag. It's disrespectful to the people who served this fucking country. This bitch has been gone for three. I mean, sorry, bitch, but she's been <laughs> gone for three months. She's been gone for three months, and none of these people are looking for this girl. Y'all care so much about the people who served this country, and none of y'all got y'all asses up, went to forehead, looked for her body, looked for her family. Like, look, this girl is not missing. She's dead. Yeah, I'm telling you, she's honestly. dead. And None of y'all are even reposting her photos. Y'all don't care. So stop using the term uh, kneeling is disrespectful to the country and the people who serve the country when y'all don't care about people who are missing right now. Who are She was in active duty. Like this girl, if they find her tomorrow and they think she's on the beach, she's AWOL because hey, she was that's active. What I'm and they not even like she her mom her mom doesn't even speak english she asked them to like you know search all the bunks they asked her mom asked them to like uh confine people and like they wouldn't do it y'all are the people who are saying y'all care so much about the country y'all y'all upset because y'all Colin Kaepernick kneeled and, and y'all served this country Sweetie, y'all don't give a damn about this girl. Y'all don't. And well, 
it's and disgusting I, that they use that as an excuse. Y'all don't care. Yeah, Stop they don't. Like they don't. They don't care about the soldiers. Uh, and I think uh, you can you can kind of make a parallel to what uh, black women on Twitter were saying about like black men don't care about black women that aren't their families or whatever. And, you know, even though I disagree, like I feel like I do, but I had to check myself and like, you know, because I was getting defensive, like, oh, you know, I would, you know, love, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the point being, when you actually look at the veterans, like, for example, I don't know if you've seen that story on the news yesterday where there were some uh, VA run veteran like uh, assisted living, I think, and uh, 76 patients. I don't know the total number of patients that were in that house, but 76 of them have died from coronavirus just because of how like crazy the conditions were or are in there. And so I'm like, so where's the outrage, you know, that was for cat kneeling? Like, where's that outrage? And then before I, you know, one more topic, like I said, my grandpa served in Vietnam and on Father's Day, I talked to him about it. And, you know, one of the things I asked him was just like, well, you know, how did it feel fighting for a country like that and then coming home and being or even being disrespected out there by other white soldiers or, you know, the Vietnamese people who the white soldiers have taught the word nigger and stuff like that. And then to come home and, you know, be called baby killer and, you know, all of this stuff like just being disrespected on every level, even though you've did everything that, you know, the other, the others have done to get this so-called respect and reverence that they so-called have, you know, it's just like, where is all that for, you know, it disappears when you're black or, or what, because we fought in every war that this country's ever had. So, you know, what, why is that even an argument as to why we deserve rights? And I mean, that's I'm, I don't mean that. Well, I kind of do mean to get on a soapbox because that's kind of the point of a pod. But it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. They just want talking points to kind of, you know, like play devil's advocate as to, you know. But they're but they but they're 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 so shallow, it doesn't have any depth to it. They don't, you know, actually believe those things. Like, oh, you respect No, they don't so- believe those yeah. things. They don't believe those things. It's just like, so what if, and uh, then then you answer them and they're like, well, then what about this one? Like, it's, it's endless. It's endless. Right. And, and I mean, you know, like black on black crime, it's the same thing. Like they make little situations like that for everything. And so it's like you care so much about the soldiers until the soldiers black or, you know, the soldier in general, like the homeless veterans. I mean, just. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy how they use that as such a talking point to like completely discount everything we're saying. And all we're saying is, hey, can you please just do your job and not kill us? You know, regardless of, you know, here's my thing. George Floyd was accused of per- like what was he accused of forgery? No, a fake twenty dollar bill. Oh, so. OK, so. <laughs> that, that makes it so Turns much out worse. the bill was real all along and the bill was real right okay so even if he was guilty of having a counterfeit 20 where in our law does that warrant him being sentenced to death and even if that was the case where does it allow the police officers to carry out that you know sentencing and then executing the you know sentence so it's just like why are they arguing and then you know of course, the people that say, oh, well, this dude was killed was by police. Net. Yeah. Or I mean, I, I it, even but I'm more so Endless. looking at like 
oh, uh, you know, the police killed this white boy. Nobody's outraged. Where's Black Lives Matter for this? Like, well, why aren't you outraged? Like, where's his parents? Like, I'm sure they were outraged. Where's his girlfriend? Where's his wife? Where's his kids? Like, I'm sure they are outraged. If he was when they say stuff like that, it's like, well, you know, white people die all the time by the police, too, which. You're just making my point even better. Right. Like, You're just proving my point that they don't know how to do their job without resorting to violence, without taking somebody's life. I mean, the real question we have to ask at the end of the day is like how like what percentage of the police force is strictly join the police force just to brutalize black people? And possibly kill one if the if the, if the situation presented itself. Like if a nigga like reach wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like the Philandro Castile situation where this man reaching for his his um ID and his wallet is back pocket and he lights the damn car up with a child in the back. Like what percentage of the police force join just to have a situation like that where they felt like they could you know possibly get away with it in court because that's what it's about at the end of the day i don't know if you've seen the story about the baltimore police who carried around toy guns to plant on people they shot you know and then they could say oh he had a gun and and you know it, it, it's disgusting out here and so uh I, yeah man. i didn't know that story no it's really it's really disheartening what our people are facing which is why i feel like we have to unify and you know like we have to I'm not saying we need to throw our issues away or like minimize anything. I'm saying we have to work through them and, you know, learn more about each other, learn how to better care for each other and support each other. That way, you know, we can stand together for real. And, you know. Because there's nothing worse than fake unity, I feel like where we get unified for Ooh. a couple of days and, and just, you know, we back at each other's necks, you know, the next. Yes, because I mean. I really hate to say this, but this too will be over. You know, in months to come, things will go back to normal. But like, this should not, this momentum should not go anywhere. Right. We need to keep this momentum forever. Stay on these people's, like, stay, stick with this shit, like, forever. And like, people forget, like, during like the civil rights movement, like, motherfuckers have to go through training. Like, black people have to go through training. Like, sitting in cafes and, like, getting shit poured on them. Like, bro, that shit did not fucking work for us. Like, it didn't work for us. It So, when, pe- when white people are acting like we're so aggressive and so rah-rah-rah or thugs or shit like that, like, nigga, do y'all forget? Like, we used to let y'all spit on us mm. so y'all could us accept us and Just, what did y'all do oof. y'all made y'all got even worse y'all got even crazier Jesus. like i'm telling you like my parents used to like this is another thing like teaching your kids because you know they're not gonna learn this shit in school our parents used to teach us you know about our history black history and all that type of stuff so I'm really grateful for our, my, you know, my parents for that. But like, they used to show us these books and show us stuff, and I'm like, God damn, like, what the fuck? And little did I know, like, 20 years later, I would be, you know, basically in the same situation. Like, right. this shit ain't over. It Realizing ain't never we been haven't over. made no progress. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you know, like just going to school with their white friends and you thinking everything is cool, but you know, they have a, they, it's not, it's, it's not a big deal. It's not a big difference. And yes, we are, you know, intertwined in each other, but you know, behind closed doors, they see most of us as the same threatening and belligerent i'll never forget um when i was in high school uh when i moved out of uh, a leaf or whatever and came to like mm -hmm. my first like <laughs> it sounds bad i don't want to say integrated like i grew up in segregation <laughs> or some shit or some jim crow <laughs> but like when i went to my first like mixed high school because you know a leaf all black like there was like literally three oh, yeah. white people in my whole like high school black, so blackity black oh black, man black, you know black, it's black. like going to a hbcu <laughs> right <laughs> it's like going to a hbcu for high school you know or whatever but anyway so uh, we moved to a quote-unquote nicer neighborhood and uh you know a new nicer school and of course it's mixed and everything like that so um i'll never forget the day obama or it was either the day of the election or after he got elected, I think it was the day of the election. Yeah. And when I tell you white people, like, first of all, the school was divided, like in the cafeteria, half like white, half black. Oh yeah. Okay. You back. So the school was divided, like in the cafeteria in the morning, half white, half black. And this dude, I don't remember who it was. I don't think I ever even saw who it was. Cause all I could see was this big ass Confederate flag. Like I'm talking about, like not no regular like flag you might carry or you'll see on the back of a truck. I'm talking about like Gigantic. a full size outdoor flagpole flag. And he was waving that shit around. And I just remember being like, what the hell? Like, where am I right what now? First hell? of all, what year is this? And like, I just remember being horrified like that. You yeah. know, because like you said, you go to the school with your white friends and you think it's all cool because y'all all, you know, oh, look, MLK's dream came to fruition where we all in the same mm -hmm. classroom and shit. But dude came out with this damn giant. That, that might have been bigger than a flag that goes on a flagpole. That shit was huge, bro. Like, like, yeah. Who the fuck let him in school with that? Exactly. Right. <laughs> like we have a whole officer sit right here and y'all just watching him wave this shit around talking about like a First Amendment or whatever. They feel. So at that point, that's I was another just thing like, white people love to do. Bring up Martin Luther King when we talk about this shit. Like, do you think Martin Luther King would be happy with yes, this? Yes, absolutely. Like, stop this. Cut it out. That's why y'all killed Towards him. Towards the end of Martin Luther King's life, he was like, I fucked up. Well, like, why they killed him? Martin Luther King was an agent himself, but that's a different. <laughs> that is a different story, but all, they did, but but they did also. They were found guilty in court of killing him, assassinating him. So you know, but he was going rogue. Yeah, he was going rogue, like back to you know, hey, black community, maybe we shouldn't integrate because shit's kind of fucked up over here. Like, uh, right, and they yeah, they wasn't having none of that, so they got him out of here. And the crazy thing I read is that he actually survived a gunshot, and they smothered him in the hospital. So. Oh, yeah, it's pictures of him. Like, yeah, yeah, the just sitting there chilling like this. Like, he ate that shit, really. Like, honestly, he he's sitting up there like this, and they came in there and smothered him. So, like, yeah, and then, and, you know, that's why they want you to be Martin Luther King. They want you to be the nonviolent. So, if you get out of hand and too uppity, they can just out your ass. Like, that's, you know, that's what they want. Yes, they remind you. They remind you. Oh, my goodness. Every time a black person is on Fox, they remind black people. Well, wouldn't Martin Luther King not be happy about this? Like, and we're not even talking about violence. We're talking about self-defense. Like, we're talking about like 
not letting you beat my ass like and murder me and that's offensive to y'all like i'm not letting you beat my ass it's like you're you mad are upset about this. you're mad about that like, like it's your constitutional right to make it like illegal to like throw water on police officers because like people were like in these uh brownstones and like they would see shit like outside, so they would just like chunk water outside, get the fucking officers off people. And they made it right. illegal to throw water on officers. Like, bro, I'm not throwing a fucking can of corn at your head. Something I really want to do. I'm really just trying to stop you from killing this man outside my window. Right. But like, like you're murdering somebody. I'm stopping you. It's offensive to you to be like, bro, I don't want. And let me tell you, like, I was up for days, like, crying about Elijah. Like, I couldn't, like, even, like, I couldn't. Elijah was somebody, like, I could have knew. He could have been one of my friends. Like, he could have been. And it's like. I couldn't. I, I never watched any of the videos about when people die. I never do. But I don't have to because right. I know the end result. The end result I don't need. Yeah. And even when I don't know the end result, when I watch videos like just scrolling and I see an altercation with a black man in the top, my heart instantly just like sinks. I'm like, this is gonna end in death. Yep. That shit's fucking crazy. I don't understand how everybody black is not on fucking Social Security. We all have PTSD. Like Facts. we are all fucking like we all need government assistance because we're all fucked up. We're all fucking scared shitless. Absolutely. How how is it that motherfuckers go to Vietnam or go to fucking Afghanistan, come home and get on Social Security or have these benefits for you know having PTSD? Bitch, we have PTSD. We see this shit firsthand. And that's the part that nobody wants to talk about is like, because first of all, obviously the soldiers that return home, they deserve all the care that the VA can provide of them course. for sure. We're not minimizing that at all. But what we can say, what, what she's like, what we're saying here is that we have to like live in these communities, like in uh, another, not to keep talking about Vietnam or whatever, but since you said that, like when you think about it, the American soldiers, you have to get on a big, you know, transport plane and fly 10,000 miles away to, to be at Vietnam. And while you're there fighting, most of the time you're thinking about getting home alive. The enemy you're fighting, you're fighting in his home. The only way for right. him to go home is to kill you. Right. So there's no there's no, you know, getting home. Victory for him is killing you. You know, victory for you is just making it back to your family and what you really you know care about. And so. Yeah, that's when you talk about the black community and black on black crime, it's like you just said, you know, somebody can be a victim and have to live in the same community with the, you know, person that's, and then going even deeper than that, people that are preyed on by family members or friends of family and have to continuously be like, you know, in the presence of these people, it's like, it's, it, you know, that's one of those things that really just pulls at your heart is like, you know, there's people out there. uh, And, you know, that goes back to like, black men wanting to protect black women or not protecting black women that we were talking about earlier is like situations like that. You know, you just think about like 
you know, you talk to young women, you talk to women about situations like like sexual assault or sexual abuse. And then, you uh -huh. you know, you look at like statistics or whatever. And, you know, the statistic is like two and four or it might have even been higher than that. And that, that's only what's reported. And so it's just like you, you know, as a man, you count on the hand on your hand, all the women, you know, and then apply that statistic. And then in your mind, you know, you have to up that a little bit. And it's just like, I mean, it hurts. It's just like, you want to do something about it. Like, what can you do about it? Like, you know, like what, like, how do I, you know? So, I mean, we're never going to minimize the fact that our community is full of predators and, and people that deserve to be under jails and killed horribly. And, you know, I mean, we don't have to get vulgar or anything like that, but I'm just saying, you know, we're never minimizing the, the things that go on in our own community. In fact, we're actually here to talk about them as well. But the thing is, like you said earlier, criminals are criminals. We expect them to commit crime, right? Mm -hmm. Police officers are supposed to uphold laws and enforce laws. So if it's illegal to murder people, why are police murdering people? That's all we're saying. That's all we're asking. It's not really even a question. It shouldn't happen. And if it does happen, just punish them like you do our criminals who kill people and you call it black on black crime. Like, I really don't understand why we even still have to talk about, you know, this to people. But there's literally a whole, you know. I mean, they had the audacity to hold a rally in Tulsa on Juneteenth. Like, like, how do you expect us not to be enraged by that? And it's like, even, you know, I'm a calm person outwardly. I try yeah. to be because of the fact that they will kill you if, you know, we, it's easy to label us as angry black man, angry black woman. But why, why the fuck wouldn't we be angry? Like, at the type of shit we're forced to experience and live through. I feel like this man's campaign is a complete group of trolls. Like, just like, troll, troll, troll. And like, so I don't know if you know this uh, Republican named Angela Staten. She was on the breakfast club like a few days ago. And like, I, I don't really identify, I don't know what I identify myself as, like, you know, politically. Yeah, we're, we're, we're independent say, out here. <laughs> I just I just say like I don't like that and I don't like that. You know, but she was a Republican, she went on the breakfast clip. She had done like a long sentence in jail where she was like stealing cars, like from like the dealership and she started with, like a, a lengthy sentence. And um she got out that she was granted targeting by Donald Trump and she just started talking about like all the things that Donald Trump has done for the black community and that's how I mean I am not a Trump fan but it made me think about like Barack Obama versus Donald Trump and this nigga did not do nothing like at all <laughs> and I think but be black like, <laughs> exactly and that's all he that's all we needed that's all we needed that's all we asked that's for him we, that's all we asked for him that's, that's the problem that's for. the problem and like when we talk about donald trump like i think sometimes like black people get confused about donald trump and donald trump fans like they sometimes like we we blend that together and we mix it together again i'm not a fan of this thing i think he is like a troll i think he's like 
but you're looking a at the whole picture. Six nine of yeah. the internet, like of presidencies. Like I think he is just like, you know, not a good guy. But I think we make stuff up. I think we're like, he did this, he did that, and then it's like, white people who like him. First of all, the people who like like this nigga is like white trailer trash people who are in the same predicament as other poor blacks. Which is crazy so that the they don't fuck, see that. Why the fuck are you wanting to support a Republican who is not going to do anything right by you politically, going to take all your food stamps, going to take all of their, this, is going to do everything against you. Why are y'all supporting this man and y'all are in the same tax bracket as poor blacks who y'all hate so much right so and and it's crazy because the way i see like bigger picture because that's a great point that you just made it's really i mean not that we want to minimize racial issues or whatever but racial issues only divide the class like the like lower or working class or whatever or yeah. anything under the one percent it just divides us like that against you know the one percent because if we're all unified if we didn't have reasons to segregate or hate each other then we'd all be looking at them like okay well you know why aren't you we'd be holding them accountable basically for you know what's going on and we you know we pay a lot more attention to the government and you know who's responsible for what and it'd be problematic for our government because it, you know, it's so discombobulated and just, I mean, like you said, we have a, you know, a troll for a president right now. And I'm not you know, <laughs> like, I, you know, and, and one of the things that I wanted to do as well, uh, cause I just feel like a part of being responsible in, you know, your thinking is to just listen to all sides and just try to, you know, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I was listening, especially, black Trump supporters. That's really what I was interested in just to hear like what did they liked and whatever, because I had to self-evaluate. Uh, I mean, you know, mostly, uh, positive, uh, it was mostly business owners, I would say. And they were really, you know, mm -hmm. positive about, um, you know, some of the economical advancements that had been made and th that it made their life better. And, you know, one, once they said that, I'm like, well, I, why wouldn't you support that if that was your life? And, you know, whoever else was, you know, your other option in voting was not going to do that for you. I could see you doing that. Um, and I could see, you know, him, with him being a troll, like you said, manipulating the trailer trash into, you know, saying little sound bites about Mexicans or about blacks and having this rally China and, flu, like, oh, no, nah, he kind of, he kind of had me rolling on that one. But uh, <laughs> cause she said, why do you keep saying the China flu? Because it came from China, <laughs> China. I can't even, I can't even hit it. Like he hit it, but wrong with you, dude. And that's why I'm like, dude, you're a troll. You're a complete troll. But let me tell you what I heard from Black Republicans. They were talking about health care. Health care under Joe Biden sounds good, but then you get into it and it's like health care. This nigga's talking about nothing but abortion. Oh, and my it's God. Like free abortion. Okay, wait, hold on. Free hold abortion. On. Okay, can we take like a, wait? Can we take like a two minute break real quick? I'm gonna refill my wine. Okay. And wait, no, because we got to get into Joe Biden because I got to explain to you why like he lost my vote like way early in the process or whatever. 
spoiler alert is because he told me I'm not black if I don't vote for him. So I'm like, the fuck? Like, like for, you say that to me, that's the end of the conversation. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Bunny. All right. So definitely one of the things I've been wanting to do is become more like politically educated, you know, uh, as far as because I feel like that's a major problem as far as uh, the political aspect in the country. It's like you're either born a Republican or a Democrat and you just got to stick it out. And, you yes. know, and it's just like, well, what are my, my like my standpoint is kind of like what you said is like, well, what are the real issues we're talking about here? Like, just ask me how I feel about right. this, this or that. And then, you know, like, why do I have to be in a box with these people or that? people? Like, you know, like, I feel like that's so counterproductive. But I would like you to tell me about um, Joe Biden. And, you know, like I said, he so, lost me at I, I'm not black if I don't vote for him. So health care under health care is like all these like free abortion. Oh, my God. Like, and need I remind you, all these abortion clinics are in black communities. Which is fucking genocide. Like we know about Planned Parenthood. And I heard from that interview Angela Stanton did. Let so people are like, well, what if she was raped? Did she keep her baby? Less than one percent of abortions are from rape. Less than one percent. That is. So I did not know that. Less than one percent. So, if you go get an abortion right now, a thousand people have gotten abortions. Like it's just very, very. A hundred people got an abortion. Only one of those abortions have came from a rape victim. That's. I had I had no idea that was true, but it's true. And she pulled up the stats for it, and it's like. So people are wanting to abort kids that aren't even thought of. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to keep this abortion law for yourself, and you're not even pregnant. And you're not like a child who's not even, you know, in the womb right now. You are preparing a death for a child that's not even thought of. And I understand, you know, people want to do whatever they want to do with their bodies and but to me like it's 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 very very weird for people to just be like eh. instead of saying like okay well i just have safer sex or it's and then when you go and you have an abortion you have abortion after abortion you won't be able to have a child in the future so that is Again, genocide. You are stopping a woman's production and to be able to have future ch children, possibly. And so that's one thing that Joe Biden like wants to keep stressing about these laws, about health care laws. And so he wants it's, the abortions to be free, like as in taxpayer covered? Tax coverage free. Hmm. We, like, I'm telling you, like, it's... It's weird. Another thing is like these um, transgender operations will be under healthcare. So these people will be able to get these reassignment surgeries 
in the name of healthcare. So remember like a maybe a week ago, Donald Trump uh, got rid of the Obama bill that mm-hmm. was like, remember? And he said yeah, something about like he, about he canceled he canceled healthcare for transgender. Right, I remember that hearing about like, that. That did not, I had to look it up. It did not mean that. It meant he was canceling the surgery, like canceling that, that we would have to pay out for these surgeries. Right. They, so, so he's, he's like, not, yeah, he's so, okay. Oh, ex, go ahead. He wasn't saying these people don't get health care. Right. He was not saying they just that. have he to pay for it. People, yeah. That we're canceling what people are. These people are being able to get these surgeries for free or, or being able to get, get it on somebody else's dime. And I personally don't want to pay for nobody else's surgery. I don't like, I got to pay for my braces every month. Oh, I got to pay like, what the hell right like that yeah and, you know that 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 on. little health health and health care deduction from the check be hurting like i don't even go to the doctor like that man like most people i go to the doctor maybe like twice a year at like, the most under obama like i was penalized for not having health care when i could just pay out of pocket every year right to the doctor right. like that is ridiculous i was penalized I, I'm, it's mandatory for me to have health insurance. Why? I don't need it. Like, I'm in my 20s. Like, yes, everybody gets sick. You know, it might be upcoming things that, but why are you penalizing people for that? Right. It's like, already a hard thing to do. So, another thing the lady was talking about, the Republican lady, she was saying, Right now, under Donald Trump, we have the lowest number of African-Americans unemployed. People love to talk about how, you know, there's no opportunity. This is the lowest number we've had, you know, besides coronavirus. Right, right. You know, but other than that, it's the lowest number we've had. And that's important to people. People who think that having a a job for their, their community is important so why not take that into consideration or you know i'm not looking at the person i'm really looking at the policy and under joe biden like he doesn't want to defund the police he doesn't want to do like he he doesn't want to legalize cannabis first of all which is where he really lost me the first time but then he (laughs) told me i couldn't be black or if i didn't vote for him so that really got him out of there for me but yeah i was really out because i i don't know if it's true or not but i uh i did read or see something i think it might have been on facebook so you know it could have been completely false but um they were talking about trump uh possibly legalizing cannabis and then i also saw the another article where joe biden was like adamant that he wouldn't so I'm like, so you want to just continue locking black men up for cannabis while and this dude is responsible for the three strikes rule? Like, right, like, right, like, yeah, that's the yep. biggest one. Like, can we can we one. get into Biden we... real quick? Like, I mean, we have been, but like, let's really like just educate me about Biden because I mean, I already knew I didn't like him, but yeah. it's just like you really just unfolding a lot of stuff right now. I mean, like, that's the biggest one for me. Like the three, yeah, the three strikes like, for that. He will never apologize for that, even though that is so, it's almost solely responsible for getting caught with yourself, getting caught with weed on you one time. Okay, I bail myself out. Two times, bail myself out. 
the third time. I can get life, life in, in prison. prison. For that shit. Right, life in what prison. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? That is crazy. Well, see, now we're stepping into the whole uh, industrial prison, uh, industrial prison slave complex. I mean, but uh, I mean, that may. Uh. Oh Lord, that's another bottle of wine right there. <laughs> To be honest with you, <laughs> I did get two just in case because I figured this would be one of those. <laughs> like, he'll never apologize that for that. He'll never reverse it. Meanwhile, Obama is in office going around making laws for gays and, you know, to each his own. But what about the people who have worked so hard to get you in office? Like, you can't. I remember when Tamir Rice died. This nigga didn't even put out a speech. He didn't. He didn't say nothing. Hmm. He said nothing. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, these people are, like, loving you and da 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 you. And you went in office and boom. What and, about us? Right. And, and one thing I did read... Uh, so somebody had broke down like the uh, campaign funding for Obama's campaign. And number one was LGBTQ. And number two was uh, the Hispanic American, whatever. Uh, um, I don't know what the association or whatever the collective, but the Hispanic Americans were number two. So yeah. when you look at what he accomplished in office, it was for LGBTQ and the Hispanic community. So exactly. I mean, black people were buying the Obama Air Force Ones, but I guess that wasn't really good enough for him. So. Yeah. But and, let me tell you, like, again, these Hispanic Americans, his, not even Hispanic Americans, Hispanic, who are not American, who mm. are Hispanic, who are, you know, illegal. <laughs> Let's, like, <laughs> you, you thought about yeah. not going there, but then you just like, fuck it. <laughs> I, I did think about it, but I was like, mm, but no, I let's talk to. about it. We got to, we got to talk about it. We can like, talk about it's, it. it's a Y'all situation. Y'all are not the same as us, okay, bitch? I was kidnapped. Like, bitch, mm. I was kid fucking napped. Mm. I was kidnapped and I was dragged here. I got to open my eyes a little bit wider for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get them wide, as wide as possible. Like, we are not the same. We're not the same. I was kidnapped Ooh. and I was dragged here. <laughs> Every time you say that, I just like, ooh. <laughs> talk about it jesus <laughs> and y'all are acting like we are one of the same sweetie we're not one of the same mm. we're not and like y'all are the word illegal immigrant has the first word illegal like what the fuck bitch? you're illegal like what the fuck you're you're not the, not to say you're not supposed to be here but i'm for damn show supposed to be here and for you to act like you are uh, more bigot than white people is mm. very strange. Like they don't like your ass either. Do, do they you hate you? That? Did you not see the wall campaign? <laughs> they like they don't. They hate you. He said, <laughs> "Like, <laughs> but it's like mm, that's oof, that's a can of worms you just opened there." <laughs> because it's like you know i mean i mean i love my hispanic super I love my hispanic bigot. people but super there is people. there is a, a a strong community of hispanic people that are absolutely bigots that hate black people like you said almost more than white people just you know for whatever you know How prejudice dare you? well and i mean you know and here's the thing white i find people give them the permission 
and and they and they like to recite a lot. And this and this goes for that. There's like a segment of every race like this, like you know, Asians, Hispanics, even Black people, where they you know want to recite the talking points and be the oh look at me, I'm not like them type situation where mm-hmm. you know, and so they think by outwardly hating us, it'll make them you know it'll ingratiate them to white people. And uh, I mean, it does in a way. You know, you can be like their little dog or something where they pat you on the head, but you're not equal to them. It's, 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 that's what mm-hmm. you're thinking in their mind. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad to see, but it's just like, yeah, you know, it's hard to <laughs> refute the wall when they start talking that shit. Huh? <laughs> I'm like, you do know they will shoot your ass down like a dog, too. And they have And then been. they talk about, yes, and then they talk about, they say like, they say stuff like, well, it's not as broadcast so much because we're, our families or people like that, some people are illegal. And I'm like, you don't say. Like, bitch, like. I mean, like, and it's a, it's a difficult situation because I could understand. Like, for example, the situation in Mexico with the cartel wars and shit is like, when I looked into that, like, for example, I don't know if you remember when El Chapo's son got arrested. Mm-hmm. and they I don't remember but what happened so he got arrested and basically the cartel pulled up to the prison and like had a war with the police and got him out like the police had to release oh him so they could gosh. shut shit down so I'm like at that point the cartel has taken over Mexico like outwardly like yeah. y'all have like the government none of that shit like y'all went to war like the cartel went to war with the Mexican government and won <laughs> so it's yeah. just like uh <laughs> I don't I don't know. So I understand people trying to escape that to to get a better life yes, for their family. Yeah, I understand that. Um and I don't want to minimize or make it seem like I don't you know cuz I do feel I feel really bad for the, you know, especially the children locked up in cages and I read something where a 7-year-old ch- child in an ice camp died of dehydration like y'all y'all can't provide water, like y'all are detaining people but y'all can't provide water. They can. Like they can. They can but they're not. So it's just like either look, man, either y'all need to turn them over to the Mexican government or, you know, figure out living conditions where you're not having kids fall out from dehydration. That's crazy to me. But, um, yeah, there's like a sick part in every community that's, you know, there's predators and just ignorance and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we just got to combat that by, I guess, having these discussions. You know, they said they lost like 3000 of those kids. Oh yeah, that's that's human trafficking, sadly. For sure. But um, I I was, I can't remember sure. if I read, uh, I was reading an article or if I watched the whole documentary, but uh, they were talking about um how basically the uh, like cartel members or whatever they'll use children to get into the country, or I, I can't remember how it worked, but they you know for whatever reason when they were crossing the border they would bring children with them and that would allow them entry or some type of way, which is why we have all these like unattended children, undocumented children or whatever. And um, when you when you say undocumented children, it makes you think like you know we're, we're we have basically our president is on trial right now for being a part of a pedophile ring, right? Along with all yeah, these rich and famous people, <laughs> and you have thousands of different. Oh yeah, Hillary. Oh, we can get in. We we got to get into that too, because. But they uh, all these rich pedophiles and thousands of undocumented children that nobody knows is here. 
like mm, yeah that kind of screams sex trafficking to me because uh, you know you don't just lose three thousand children i mean you either kill them or you ship them off somewhere like what happened to them and then that's not to that's not to mention like what's going like what's happening to these kids while they're there and that brings me back to my other point is like yeah just because somebody might be doing something illegal or what you claim to be illegal that doesn't give you the right to abuse them or kill them or anything like that and that's the same struggle we're going through which is why it's hurtful when you know our hispanic neighbors whether they're illegal or not take the racism route and they want to oh well black people if you did this or that maybe you wouldn't be getting killed or whatever yeah you know and he's when you when you go to these protests and you see these protests, even the whites and blacks there, you don't see these Hispanics giving a fuck. You don't. They they not showing up and showing out. They really not. They uh, they don't see themselves like us. Right. And y'all not like us. We are a lot different. The difference is is that I did not have a choice in being here. Right. Talk I, about it. I would love to go back to fucking where the fuck I came from if I knew where the yeah please tell me where that is my identity is erased Mm. you know I don't know the language the fucking my real name you know Mm. so how the fuck are you gonna tell me to leave you think you're so much better than me but you know I don't want to be here bitch like I would love to go back to (laughs) right and like if I knew my fucking history, well, knew my personal, you know, lineage, of course I would want to go, go and see where that is. But you what, robbed me of that. About. You robbed me of that and then mocked me by telling me to go back to what I've never known. I don't know where that go is. Go back. Like, it's that's like so, that's so infuriating. Native American, bitch. Like, what are you going to tell that other half of me, motherfucker? To like, go to South Dakota? I was about you was. Yeah, they're going to send you to like, South Dakota. <laughs> put you on a reservation and then you know call it native on native crime when you know a fight breaks out or something like it's just so sick because we see this and see the thing is like you look at africa right and how they've drawn out all these countries that you know based on european standards or whatever they wanted to do how they wanted to divide the country but they've divided up tribal lines so much that you know that sent africa into a whole nother you know whole nother war zone all this war and genocide like they like to point the they like to point the camera at africa and say look at these savages but you know they don't want to talk about the colonialization effect that that it's had on it and then you can see that in every other country you go to where you know like you go to the bahamas and there's colorism you go to you know jamaica there's colorism like so it's just like it's not just us in america like it's it's everywhere it's like all of this like it, it it's so deeply entrenched in who we are as a people and that's sad to say but it's the reality it is asians all of them they are colorist as fuck like oh, the lighter the better meanwhile having a nose that's like mine right i forget what part of uh asia that is like they were wearing you know that little white face that they do mm-hmm. yeah the geisha and like you could not tell that these were asian people because like their noses were so much like ours it was so crazy her her nose looked like mine yeah they oh, have the same features as ours what are you doing sis? oh yeah there's 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 aboriginal on every continent or in country and everything Gosh. like 
Like, it's funny because, you you know, when I first saw the Aboriginals in uh, Australia all those times, because, you know, I was like, wow, like, because I was thinking of Australia as just, you know, hello, mate, and, uh, you know, all of that shit. But there's actually, like, real live black people just out there that's been there yeah. before anybody. And, you know, same thing in Asia, same thing in, you know, Europe even. But they don't, you know, that's why they blew the noses off the Sphinx, you know, because they want you to believe that the pharaohs was white. Which is like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like even the hole that the blast left is too big to be a white nose, though. They want to take credit for all of the beautiful things that you know. I mean, they they convince we fools. That's really what it is. They convince we fools. And a part of us have been fools. For I mean, they worked hard. They worked hard at keeping us, you know, we, you know. Yes, some of us have been fools. Some of us have been fools, and some of us have been fooled, and we uh, bamboozled, like Malcolm X said. Bamboozled. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I'm just lucky, you know. Somebody taught me things and you know showed me things and helped me to understand certain things you know about myself it's unfortunate you know Candace Owens I'm gonna kick her ass if I ever see her (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny you bring that up because uh I was actually uh I, you know, I tried to watch, um, I was trying to watch a couple of her videos just to see what, what it was about. Cause I was just seeing like the hate for her and I just wanted to see like, well, you know, what, what, what's it, you know, what's it really about? Um, so I definitely saw the, you know, the panel with TI and killer Mike and all of that. And then, uh, I started watching another video, but I didn't really get to finish it. So tell me about Candace. Candace owns, that's a Candace owns. I know a Candace owns, but her name uh she started off normal like she started off republican and giving out these um conservative views mm-hmm. like i said about abortion and stuff it was completely fine with me mm-hmm. about how black people we're not meant to stay on food stamps forever you know poor blacks ain't meant to stay on food stamps for their whole life it's not meant for that that is completely fine then she goes and like starts touching stuff that she don't have no business touching, which bothers me. It really does. When she goes and makes these personal posts about George Floyd and what he did and, you know, who he was. And I don't give a fuck who somebody was. And the, the police officer didn't know that shit. She started making, she said this video, made this video about George Floyd and how he was on this and how he was on that. And we turned him into a hero and a martyr. And I have yet to hear one person call George Ford a fucking hero. Like, nobody has said those fucking words. You're making that shit up. Nobody is calling him a hero. We're calling him. Well, we're just asking a simple question. We're using, we're using him as a, as a, you know, example of how fucked up shit is. Nobody is using him as a hero. Nobody wants, He's dead. Nobody wants to be like him. What are you saying? So it's unfortunate that she's obviously getting paid to say foul shit because that's that's what it has to be. Not only that, I looked up 
her, she went to an all white school growing up at one point. And the white boys was picking on her, being mean to her, calling her nigger, pulling her hair. The NAACP jumped in as her, hired her an attorney and sued the school for her. She won a settlement. Now she's saying all these awful things about the NAACP. Her grandfather went on record saying, I don't know who the fuck this is. Like, we didn't raise her like that. Like, so I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like, and at this point, I think she's just doing it for the shock. Like, it has to be that because what, what else could it be? Um, Honestly, for me, if I had to take a stab at it and I'm not just trying to like say my word is law or whatever, because like I said, I just started watching her shit or whatever, trying to figure out what the outrage was about. But I would I would assume that uh, it would be, you know, the trolls we were talking about earlier, you know, the Trump supporters who want to hear all the negative, yeah. you know, let's take it back to the 50s where you could beat a nigger in the streets as a cop and, you know, all of that. They want to hear all that. So they probably flooded her with support and she's high off that because whole time while she was in high school getting called a nigger, all she probably ever wanted was to be accepted by these people. So for the first time in her life saying these things because she's super intelligent obviously so for her to you know intentionally miss the point and cater to what the fuck they want to hear it's it to me it just seems like she's kind of drunk off that attention and that support and you know kind of just catering to what they want which is what i feel like trump does a lot you know he caters to little undertones that can you know without just calling us niggers out right like he caters to the ones that you know want you know he it's like, you know, how black people can understand each other in a room. Like if it's a room full of white people, two black people walk in and look at each other like, you, like you know what I'm saying? Like they have that shit, too, for racism. But I don't know how it works, but they got that shit, too. So that's I, I feel like that's kind of Trump's angle is kind of low key, like inspire, not even low key, really, but just inspiring those type of people. And so those I feel like if those people probably jumped behind all this stuff, like what you were saying about she said about George Floyd, the support she got from that from. The KKK probably, you know, made her want to be their spokeswoman. I don't know if you ever seen that. Uh, like she should go for president. I'm like, y'all are so stupid. Like, and I mean, I will admit, I did like most of what she, uh, if not everything. I don't remember exactly everything she said, obviously. But uh, on the TI panel, when she was on the panel, I liked the things she was saying. That was saying. completely fine. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know, to hear her miss the point about George Floyd like that when she's so intelligent, it it can't be anything but intentional for in my opinion, because it's just like, right. it goes back to the point we made earlier is like, whatever you're accusing George Floyd of the police, their job is to apprehend him. Worst case under no circumstances, are they allowed to sentence him to a punishment and execute that punishment? So why, you know, murder is murder. You, you know, there's no James Bond lights. Well, there, there probably is on some secret service shit, but you know, that's not what we're talking about. But police officer gun and badge don't give you a right to just murder somebody because you think they used a fake 20 that's ridiculous and for somebody so uh so intelligent like candace owens to miss that point is 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 sad honestly yeah i think if we i kind of feel bad and i feel bad because i feel like mostly uh maybe 
black people attacking her for her conservative views may have driven her to, in right into the arms of these right, races. Right. So I do feel bad about that. Like maybe if we could just reel her back in a little bit, a little re reprogramming, maybe right, <laughs> get her right. back on our side because we need all ain't of nothing our wrong with being conservative. No, it's not, absolutely not. Black people, like most black people, grow up Christian. Conser- yeah, oh, oh. let's be honest. So. Right. Most black people grow up Christian. Right. So if you want to take all these values that you learn from conservative values, Christian, mm-hmm. those are conservative values. Absolutely. So like it confuses me when black people say, okay, I'm a Democrat. Like, right. like almost every Democrat thing goes against your oh so-called Christianity. So why are you still, you know, claiming to be a Christian? And, like, that's what y'all really like swear by like y'all swear by this church shit and y'all you know but it go being a democrat almost goes against every one of those things absolutely you know, like when people when people grow up and they have a oops baby at like 18 like in christian families like you go marry the dude you don't fucking abort it you know it's frowned upon so for all these people who are Democrats to swear by abortion and be like, I'm okay with that now, but I'm still a Christian. You know, it goes against what you swear your core values are. And I don't understand that really. So, um, well, let me just ask you this as a woman, because, you know, it's not really a man's place. It's, well, it's, I'm not going to say not really. It's not a man's place to talk about what a woman does with her body. So when it comes to abortion, Well, okay. That's why I wanted to talk to you about it. Like as a woman, I just wanted to get your perspective on abortion. Like not that you, if you don't feel comfortable, like necessarily, even though I feel like I already know what your views are just from talking to you, but, um, I was going to say, I don't think it's a man's place to tell a woman what to do with her body, you know, but we can talk about if, if it's like, if it's your baby, like maybe she has some, we could talk about that too, but I just want to know like how you see it and how you feel like, uh, men, like how men, how should men handle that topic? As far as like, okay, if somebody says I'm not gonna be there for your fucking baby, don't have this fucking baby. If somebody's telling you to your face, don't have this baby because I can't be there for you or this baby, to tell him you're gonna have the baby anyway. Be completely prepared to take care of this baby by yourself, and that's the end of the discussion and then somebody say okay well i'll take care of this baby by myself so you are willing to sacrifice the baby having a child a a father in his home a father nearby all for child support all for child support that's the only thing you're getting by law you cannot make this man show up to custody agreements he don't have to see this kid ever again he don't the only thing he can legally do, you can legally make him do, is pay child support. So before this child even comes into fruition, you know by having, let's say you had the conversation. Let's just say you had the conversation. This person say, I'm not going to be there for you and this child. And you have the baby anyway. Mm-hmm. The only thing you are getting is is child support. So you are willing to bring a child into this world knowing the only thing you're going to get in return from the man is child support. That is so irresponsible. 
that's my opinion. I think that's irresponsible to do. Mm. And well, what if she feels like she can, you know, do it? Because uh, I don't know if you watched my first episode, but you know, when my, you know, my father passed away when I was twelve, so my mom was a single mom and did a great uh-huh. job, fabulous job, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, that's not what we're talking about. But like, what if it's a woman that like knows, hey, I'm financially stable, I, you know, I can take care of this. I mean, granted that. Granted, I'm not minimizing what a father brings to the child upbringing of a child or anything like that. But do you do you still feel like uh, it would be irresponsible if a woman genuinely wanted the child and just, you know, was able to properly take care of it? I think it's irresponsible. Mm. Finances is, is a very small. It's like almost the smallest part about parenthood oh absolutely yeah yeah it's it's the minute it's the bare minimum is what i'm saying like you have to be able to provide food and clothing and shelter for your child that's the bare minimum of being a parent yes so you are willing so for you to say well the only thing at this point i I know the only thing i'm going to get from this man is child support he's not going to show up he's not going to be an active member he's not going to be in the child's life like knowing what you risk by having an absent father at this point we know now like we know now we know that you're less likely to have you know self-confidence you're less likely to uh more likely to commit suicide you're more likely to go to jail you're more likely to do this all these things that are a negative why would you want to subject a baby to that wow i think that's not i think it's cruel not necessarily irresponsible well that too but most definitely cruel because and then if you went through that yourself you know how harmful that could be hurtful harmful scary that could be and then you turn around and do it again Wow. Okay. Okay. So we're about to open a can of worms. Well, we already didn't open the can of worms here, but so, oh God, like, I don't even know where to start with this one, but okay. So, wow. (laughs) So with the black community, like I said, the stat uh, that I, I can't remember where that was from. I probably need to look that up again, but it was like 74% of black homes are fatherless. So a question, a, Uh what do you think the recourse for that would be? Like, like, obviously I know you wouldn't support like mass abortion or anything like that, but B what about accountability for the men women are choosing to, you know, reproduce with? And I understand that like you don't always you very rarely choose to reproduce unless you're like married and trying to have kids. It just kind of happens. Right. So where do like because obviously my the way I look at it is like, OK, there's a lot of men that are scumbags, fucking terrible people like that. You know, we, we talk, I think we said that already, but just getting that out there again. So it's just like at what point they just do. <laughs> so it's just like at what point as a man that wants like as a black man that wants to love and just protect black women like at what point does my responsibility end and then it becomes like overprotective as far as like the men you're choosing like if, if it's like if I see a black woman it's like hey this dude you're into is a scumbag it's like where is my place to say that that's question B though so uh, yeah question A was what's the solution <laughs> Uh, I kind of forgot to be honest with you, but uh, 
I think it was. I think uh, said, I think it was like, well, you don't believe in that abortion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if we're seventy four, seventy four percent of us are growing up in a home without uh, the father. So like seventy four percent of the black community has like absent father household. So like, what's the solution to like the the girl that gets pregnant and she knows, like you said, the dad's not going to be there. If that's seventy five percent of black pregnancies. What's the solution versus and then, you know, question B was where's like, where does the protecting black women from scumbags like when when does it become their accountability to like pick better people and just like, it, you know, stop giving the scumbags play? And, you know, what can we do as decent men that want to love and that. protect it's you? All of that. Well, I'm so it's I'm just so, getting your perspective on those. Like, those are my but, questions. OK, so. Like everybody, all of us during this moment right now, everybody is claiming Let's get back to loving each other. Let's go back to this. Let's go back to that. Okay, well, what is our... What's our template? Like, mm, let's get mm. back to the template. Let's get back to the template. Let's talk about our grandparents, okay? Great we had grandparents. Black love, forever love, all that shit. Let's let's get back to the template of that shit. Like, like I understand, like, our great-grandparents, like, yes, they we're in these relationships for convenience and sometimes oh my god talk about it what you mean sometimes <laughs> that was life like that was life that was like, it was survival like you had to like, pair up and survive like but that's what this shit is now and like we need to fight for it like it's survival like we need to fight for it like our life depends on this shit like and like i think like we're just treating this shit like a sport like it's just a, it's a day to day thing, and like that ain't it. That ain't it. We need to act like them. They was acting like this was survival. Like this is what they had to do. So to to keep the ball rolling, to be progressive. Why are we acting like, you know? Okay, well, this man said don't want to be in my life. Well, the government gonna take care of me. And Ooh, yeah. Like that is not it, because guess what you're doing? You're you're possibly gonna put this man in jail. Then you got another black man in jail, which y'all claim to be against so much. These men in jail, y'all want to have these men out loving you and protecting you, but y'all are willing to. I mean, like it's a it's a domino effect, you know. You want to have. Let's talk about it. Like, it's a I mean, no, like, as well as a let's talk about it. Cause how do you feel as a black woman about, um, you know, back in the, you know, I mean, this has been going on for generations now, but the uh, incentivization by the government of removing the black man from the home, like, for example, you, it's sick. It's sick. Yes, absolutely. It's sick. And I mean, we're, we're still it's seeing the, the effects. And again, that's something Democrats love to talk about. Like, Okay, well, we're going to give you more food stamps and we're going to give you more public housing. At the expense of what? Not having a black man in your home. At what cost? At what fucking cost? And mm. I'm not willing to sacrifice, you know, my kids, my invisible kids for, you know, um, $1,000 in food stamps in a nice apartment. Like, I'm not. All Mm. because, you know... The man don't want to be with me. That's, you know, pick first of all, pick better. Mm. That's that's, and 
I know like some people are gonna be like, well, sometimes niggas be lying. Like, yes, yeah, sometimes niggas be lying. But <laughs> Bro, I read that exact comment. I read that exact hey, comment on a post about this and but they right though niggas do be lying i've I'm never been lie. confused about a nigga who wasn't shit in my life i'm mm. not even joking i've never been confused when something fucked up happened to me with a nigga who wasn't shit i was never like i ain't seen that shit coming <laughs> right 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 i promise you i promise you i've never been like ah, he fooled me I never like and it's the same thing with with ain't shit women too to be honest with you for all the men that's mad at, at women out there too like yeah, bro, you knew she was kind of thotty when you, you know, slid in her DMs or whatever you did. So, wow. I ain't never been like, God dang, like, he he sure had me, you know, like. So, first of all, we got to make better choices in the men that we want. And we acting like we want to be so down for the cause, for the black power, and let's get back to our roots and. Let's do all that shit. But y'all not even starting with the fundamentals. Y'all not even being on the same page of what a functional family looks like. You know, like, where do you want to be? Or what y'all trying to do? Y'all are just basically, you know, just just running around and uh, putting two people in a home together and thinking, like, again, that goes into probably goes into generational roles and all that type of stuff and gen- you know like all of that is intertwined yes it is so uh so i mean since we're here on this can of worms i'm thinking like Yikes. do we need to jump into just briefly relationships and how we can improve how we like approach relationships because i feel like um a lot of people can get it like you can get into relationships uh, with really good intentions or whatever. But at the end of the day, you don't really know a person. So I feel like a large part of, you know, that initial like first year or two years, three years in a relationship is really just getting to know who a person really is and not like just that honeymoon phase of putting the best foot forward and stuff like that. So uh, what do you think about situations where uh you know maybe two people are you know starting off dating really liking each other and getting to know each other and Uh then you know it kind of gets real when somebody gets pregnant and you know you know what i mean and then you find out maybe oh this person's not as cool under pressure as i thought or like maybe hey like now that i'm really looking at it seriously do i want to spend every day the rest of my life with this person and you know how do you feel like um and I'm not trying to force you to be like an expert on relationships or anything. I'm just asking for your perspective. Like, what do you think we can do to be better, like, uh, as black men and women, as far as like approaching relationships and really committing to, uh, you know, making like that 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 good family unit that you were talking about? It's easy to say stuff like "don't lie" and "don't do this" and "don't do that." Right. Like, but. Like, let's remove the scumbags from the equation. Like, let's just let's just let's just talk about like the people that really all you want to do. You just want to like find you a black man or woman and love them and like build a successful family. Like, what are the steps do you feel like to build a healthy Ooh. relationships? Like, let's remove the scumbags who are going to lie. Generational trauma. Oh, is- whoa. oh wow. <laughs> well, you just kind of you just kind of pulled that one out the bag. Like, 
like we have to like clear up all of that shit. Like we have to talk about our generational trauma. Like what did you see at home? Oh wow. Like what did you see? Because I need to tell you what I saw. Yeah, no, nah, because I'm big on that. I'm big on that. I don't want to see that shit ever again. And like that is like I don't want to say the foundation, but that is I need to see what somebody's head is. Like, because, you know, our parents didn't always get it right. Oh, but, my God. You know, but you know, they didn't have, they made it, they had issues too and all that shit. But I want to know if, are you willing to, like, not have those issues? Are you willing to, like, not live that life? Like, are you, what's up? Like, like how, how do we make this better and different? But real quick, let's take another two two minute break, and then I want to start this segment. <laughs> like, give this prop. Like, I want to like start this segment properly, and you know, really give it the attention it deserves. Because this is this is another huge topic that we as a people got to talk about. 